When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P. I-R-E, it is always much appreciated when you tune in. Today, I'm joined by the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein, as we discuss free agency, which begins next week. Who might the commander sign? What kind of money are we looking at here that they might spend? We did talk a little bit about Lamar Jackson, because I know a lot of people keep asking about it and aren't getting the point about why they're not going to go after him. So we talked for a couple minutes about that, not about his talent. It's about this. It's about the scratch. Anyway, so we talk about all of that stuff and get you ready for next week. I'm going to stay with Free Agency early next week as well with some other guests. But today, it's with Bram. So before I get to my conversation, there's really not nothing new with the ownership situation, except that Mitchell, we found out today, courtesy of Adam Schefter, that Mitchell Rails, a DC billionaire, is partnering with Josh Harris in his bid, in their bid to buy the commanders. That's what we know. It's a lot of billions that they have there combined. And I think that's obviously going to be necessary for whoever buys this team, because not only are you going to buy it, you're going to have to build a stadium as well. So that's what we know there. Also, Washington finalized its coaching staff by hiring um, the, the position coaches, by hiring Bobby Ingram to be their wide receiver coach. And I've heard good things about him. And it's funny because I was talking to an agent um, earlier today, and he represents coaches, does not represent Ingram, but he brought him up and was just like raving about him and what he has heard about him from other people who have been in the room with him, who have coached with him. So for whatever that's worth, um, it's a very strong professional group that Washington has. And I, I'll be honest, I think it's going to be an upgrade over Drew Terrell, and I think they're in a better spot. So that's what I have for today. That's it. Short update. For those of you who don't want to hear me talk a lot, there you go. There's your there's your little gift. Anyways, I'm kidding. Anyway, that's it for me. Here's my conversation with the voice of the commanders, Bram Weinstein. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Graham, I'll start with the easy one first. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let me do a synopsis of my radio show for uh, in 30 seconds here. 
Yeah, I would talk to them about it. No, he's not coming here for so many reasons. Right. Like so many reasons he's not. But like any other given year um, where business as usual means something different than it does this spring. Um, I don't know how Washington wouldn't look at him, frankly. Right. Um, but I like for so many reasons, one, there's no chance the Ravens would trade him here. That's that's no. number one, which right. is like, and that's not even forget like whether Washington would have interest or not. There's no chance that they would trade him here. It's right. so bad business for them for him right. to wear this uniform. Marketing. That I think they'd be forced to match the deal just because them or Pittsburgh, either one of them actually approach them. They can't let that trade no. happen. Right. Secondarily, um, I believe a lot of the reporting that they're just letting the market do the work for them and they'll yes. match a deal anyway. It's very, very, it's extraordinarily rare that anybody on non-exclusive ends up going somewhere else off an offer sheet. In fact, the only time it happened was Sean Washington, Gilbert. Sean Gilbert in the nineties. So <laughs> like, there's another reason why I don't believe it's going to happen. And then three, we're aware that there are frictions are the right word, but they're not in that game this off season because of uncertainty and what they can and cannot spend this offseason. Right. And that uh, tells me $250 million guaranteed is off the table for literally Correct. Right. And that's that's the whole thing I try to tell people. It's not the cap is a consideration because you do, despite what people think, the cap is not a myth. There are ways you can maneuver it, but it does exist. And it does offer, there are, it does restrict some moves. Now, you could go get him but then you've got to do four, five, six corresponding moves. Correct. You're not going to keep Duran paying. You're not going to probably extend some of these guys like Cam Curl, et cetera, to create future space. So it's not, so there's a little bit about that, but then it's a lot about the cash. And if you have guaranteed money, you've got to put that money into escrow, which means you have to have all that cash. And there's no chance that that they're going to, that they, I, I mean, I've been told by people they can't do that. So I think I would be curious if last year, if they would have gone after him before Watson gets his deal fully guaranteed. I think the other problem for Baltimore and partly why they want to go this route is they can't even, it's my understanding is they, they have a hard time getting in touch with him that, you know, like he doesn't, he's not always returning their calls. So that makes it tough. This is but, tricky without an agent. I mean, like yeah. this is, this is tricky. Now he's at the point where I'm kind of like, I almost want to be like, you really should just go get an agent. And frankly, considering what Watson got from Cleveland, go get that guy, you know, like, right. <laughs> like, so yeah. Anyways. So, but it's not happening. So, but I know people keep asking and they, people get upset if I say it's not coming and they try to dispute him. Like, I can't help you. I can't help what I hear and what I'm told from people here. It's not happening. Well, it's so, not happening. Anyway. Right. Like, I'm sorry that you don't like that news and they're not part of a uh, collusion scheme. Right. Right. They're and They're they not positioned to do it. Right. I agree. Like, again, I agree with all of you. Why wouldn't you have a conversation about them? I agree. But like, it's just not happening for here right now. The timing doesn't set up for them to Correct. do this, even if it would have been someone that would exponentially change them. Correct. Uh, correct and all that. So um, anyways, so let's get to free agency because this is coming around the corner and we've talked so much about who's going to own the team over the last week and all that. I want to get back to on-field stuff. So when you look right now, they have $15 million in cap space as we talk. Yeah. What do you, ex and they can free up a little bit more. And if you sign Payne to a long-term deal, then you free up more because that first year is going to be less than what it is now on the tag, which is 18.9. But what are you expecting from them in free agency in general? Uh, two things initially. One, they have to get a quarterback that's going to compete with Sam Howell or be his backup, whether that's Taylor Heineke or someone else. Um, I think we recognize that it's going to be at a specific price point. So it may not happen 
fast, but I think it's going to happen relatively soon and it's going to be a veteran. And that number to me falls in the three to $5 million yes. range somewhere in there. And then um, I, they obviously need a linebacker. Um, this will not be, in my opinion, addressed in the draft, not early. And uh, whether it's Cole Holcomb or somebody else, that's where I think some money needs to be spent. Right. And I don't think that they can take that lightly. Like they're, they're going to be vying for a starter. Um, you know, we can share ideas if you want. There are a couple names. It's actually a pretty like? deep, probably deep group, you know, like, you like? Of, of players. I like, um, I mean, listen, I love, I love Tremaine Emmons from Buffalo, but I think he's not in our price point. Yeah. Um, so uh, right now I, I really would like to know what the price point is of David Long of Tennessee. Uh, he is not a pro bowl caliber, uh, linebacker, but we got to play them last year. I saw how he plays, um, a guy with his speed and instincts behind this defensive line. I think it's kind of a perfect match. Right. But again, I liked Foyer Oluokan last year going into free agency, and he ended up getting $15 million a year on the open market. So I need to know what price points are. But those are the two spots initially that I go, there's no way they can't not address these things. Quarterback definitively, and then I think they have to get a linebacker, especially if it's not going to be Cole Holcomb. Right, and and it's funny because one of the things that I had – when agents go into free agency, they they kind of map out what the market is for any player at all these positions, right? So with with Long, one agent sent me what their projection was for him, and it was four million a year. So I don't know, like if you can get him at that price, and they had for Holcomb, it was they they thought he would get around seven per year based on what they'd heard. So you know, I know like with Holcomb, they've been trying to sign him, but. There's a difference in the money right now, which is why he hasn't been signed. And I think he wants more than what they're, I mean, clearly he's going to want more than what they're offering him right now. But, but yeah, I think um, that would be a good one. And I think that's a definite position you have to look. I think with Heineke, I think they would take him back. He would want to come back, but it's exactly right. It's got to be in that price range. And for him, I think it'd be more closer to four than to five, just to guess. And if I'm Heineke, you know, like this is your first real test of the open market. Go see what's out there. Like, I, I don't blame him to want to survey it just for you. Leave it if it's just for a short period of time to see, like, what level of interest is there? What do those numbers look like? You never know. Somebody could come along with a low base salary with a lot of incentives if you play. Like, you don't really know. So, like, if I were him, I would look at the market. But linebacker needs to be addressed. And then, you know, I think we all agree that they need to add to the corner position. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a possibility for the draft. I am more inclined to believe it won't be the top tier ones because I feel like they won't be there at 16. Right. And I don't feel like Washington is in, is moving up for anybody at this point. That's if right now we can talk about that in six weeks, whether I feel differently about it. I feel like offensive line is happening interior or exterior in the first round. If they're not going to land one of the two or three corners that they really, really like. Um, so that needs to be addressed also in free agency, probably with a veteran because they need to shore it up and they need to get somebody else in here. I think this, this will be the interesting one. If they go sign a veteran corner to me, it telegraphs that they're not taking one in the first round. If they don't sign one, it kind of telegraphs that they're seriously considering it, right. whether it's the guy from Illinois or Oregon who right now, it doesn't feel like either would be yeah, available, yeah. well, but right. you never know, right? You never know. And so, but I think if they go out and. I'll just throw a name like Shaquille Griffin. Like I'm not suggesting that's who they want, but if they go and sign him at whatever the number is, they're clearly not using a first round pick on a corner. If they right. stay, if they lay low on corner, I think it telegraphs what their intentions are at the top of the draft. Yeah. And I think, you know, it also, it also indicates how they, how they view 
what they have right now, because right now, you know, like they still think that Kendall Fuller, they liked how he played down the stretch. So I think yeah. there's still a belief that he could play another year at a good level. He's and, a candidate for restructure, John. He's one of them too. When you talk about the money, he's one of those. Him, Absolutely. Logan Thomas, Chase Rulier. Chase there's, Rulier. A lot of, there's a lot of candidates here. Yeah. Absolutely. And so those three guys, you could save, you could um, free up more space, obviously, just by doing that. And then it's a matter of, um, but with Kendall, they still think he can play and help them. And then Benjamin St. Juice, they liked his development. He's got to stay healthy. But you need another guy. And I think the other thing that helps him with corner is their their desire to play all those three safety sets. So it yep. lessens some of that need. Now you still like to me, you can never have enough corners. I'm going to, I'm going to get a guy in the draft. Even if you sign a guy, cause this is a deep class. Maybe you get one day two or day three or whatever, but I'd still like to see another one because I just think they need more depth. I agree. Um, you know, I think this is, this is one of those, I felt this way really from the end of the off season. Um, I don't think they can fill all their needs this off season. To no. be frank. Like, I think they kind of have a, a few too many, um, they're not going to be free spending. So like I could argue they could go get a left tackle and flip Leno to right tackle, but they're not going to spend 20 plus million no. a year on Orlando Brown. So, you know, and tackles are expensive on the open market. So knowing what their price, you know, I think where they're shop, the aisles they're shopping in, which is not the high priced aisles really at any position. Um, the fact that they have a number of glaring holes that need to be addressed one way or the other draft or pre-agency, I've kind of come to terms with they're going to take some swings in certain places and hope that they work out. So like I look at names like Isaiah Wynn, who's being released by New England or Andre Dillard, who's being released by Philadelphia. These are both first round caliber talents missed a lot of time due to injury. I feel like my gut tells me that someone like that is a little younger than like the Trey Turner's Andrew Norwell's of the world that they did last year that like, if you got the right price for someone like that, you take a swing and hope knowing that you're not signing Orlando Brown and you're not spending that kind of money that maybe you get banged for the buck. If this player comes out and ends up playing more to their capabilities and what they were drafted for. So that's, that's my gut reaction to free agency. They got to get a linebacker. They've got to get a quarterback. Those two things have to happen. And then corner will telegraph their intentions at the draft. And line needs to be addressed. I think both free agency and in the draft. Right. And my gut tells me they're going to try to find some value again, but I think they'll go for value of players that are a little younger and maybe have an injury history and see if they can catch a break and hit a home run with somebody at the right price for a year or two. So my analogy would be Deion Sanders once said that way back in 2000, Dan shops at Versace, others shop at Walmart. Yeah. They're not shopping at Versace. I think they're probably shopping like I think they're probably going through the the clearance racks at Macy's or maybe looking at Kohl's. Yeah. It's a step above Walmart. That's the level. And the other thing is like, and you're right, like they're not going to sell, like Orlando Brown. I give you the the my what what I was sent to. Like Brown would cost about eighteen a year. Win yeah. Isaiah Win about their projection is seven per year. Dillard three per year. Uh-huh. So you can get a guy like that. Someone like that. I think Andrew Wiley from Kansas City is an interesting guy because he plays guard and tackle and he and Eric Bieniemy knows him. So would yeah. that be a guy that they could go get? I don't know. I don't know what the Chiefs will do with him, but he also would not be according to this. And again, I don't know that this stuff ever plays out the way anybody thinks, but they have him as a $4 million per year player. So I don't know how this all ends up because a lot of times you see that and then Kristen Kirk gets this huge ass deal 
and it, right. it throws the market off. So you don't know, but those are the areas you have to attack. And the other yeah. thing with the line, Bram, is too, then, and it, it's going to, a lot's going to be determined a couple of things. Do they think Chase Ruye will be back? And I think there's a, there's a hope that he will. And again, if he does, you've got it. You probably restructure that deal. I, you know, you wonder, does Chase want to come back? And I hear that he does, that he's getting, he's feeling pretty good or the, the rehab, the recovery is going well. And then Tyler Larson at center as well. They would like to have him back as well. I'd still look to bring a young center in, in the draft or somehow. No doubt. And then the other thing is again, Cosby, where do you put him? And that's going to shape some. Yeah. I mean, you know, like if you, if you, in a different year, if you swung and spent some money on a left tackle and you move Leno to right tackle, and then you slide Cosme to guard, it's a lot of, you know, dominoes falling together. Um, I'm with you on Roulier. I, I actually, I don't know. I kind of thought that they might release him, you know, early in the off season because of the money he's scheduled to make and the cap. It would save they him over have. 4 million if they did. Yeah. He's over 12 on the cap. Yeah, so I'll I'd like to learn more about that. I just kind of expected that just because of his recent injury history, but like you know, I, you know, I need to talk to the team about where they feel he is. Cosme to me is a guard personally. That's right. what I think personally. Um, that said, they do have a lot of holes at tackle, and they've got to figure out what they're going to do with that. I do believe the line's going to be addressed both in free agency yes. and in the draft. And I actually, you know, if they don't take a corner early, I actually wouldn't be surprised if they went guard tackle in the first two rounds like that actually wouldn't surprise me if that's the way it ended up going i don't know that they're going to do that but i'm kind of bracing for at 16 they might take this guard out of florida because he looks like a can't miss interior lineman and they just need to fill holes and get you know adequate athletic players back in the unit again so that's like that's where i kind of feel like things are going but to me like I if I'm them, I'm taking a swing on a guy like Winner Dillard at a low rate and going, you know what? If this guy's healthy, he's a first round caliber talent. Maybe we catch a break and we get a really good player for a year or two. I mean, they took Eric Flowers wasn't injured all those years, but they took a chance on him the first go around. And he turned out to be a really good, viable player for them, which ended up getting him a really big deal in Miami and then coming back and all that stuff. But like this has happened before where some guys just need a change of scenery, need a change of everything. And those are the two guys I'd look at. Cause I go, these are first round caliber talent people. Um, you can get them at the right price. Uh, you only, you make a minimal investment in them. You need help here, swing for the fences and, and maybe you'll hit a double or triple out of it. You know, Eric flowers is out there still. <laughs> I have never gotten to the, to the end game. I've never gotten the full explanation of what happened. And then when he, never actually played for anybody that last year. It makes no me. sense whatsoever. All I knew is that yeah. all I knew is that they wanted to work out an extension and that he was asked that he wanted more than what they want. They felt comfortable yeah. with. But after that, it's like, and I know like even one, one point during the season, I was told, well, well, if they feel like they had a, an issue, a bigger issue that they would bring it back in. But I don't know. It's still weird to me. Um, the other, the other thing too, Bram, that I think when you're looking at the line, one of the things that they feel will help this line next year is Sam Howell's quick decision making. So mm -hmm. they there's a feeling that, and what one of the things he showed against Dallas was that ability to make some quick decisions with his reads, and that they felt helped the line. So I think I wonder, you know, not that not that they're not going to address it. You have to address it, but I think it's more why they don't feel they have to go spend twenty million dollars to get in Orlando Brown when you can put some good parts around them. The other part in the other part too, if you only have 15 million cap space, even if you create more, even if you want to do more with 
what they want to do is be able to take that money. Let's say you get a, a win for 7 million and then you get someone else for 5 million. You spread it around a little bit versus investing just in one spot. Maybe you yeah. spend to get all Orlando Brown, but then who's your linebacker? Do you get a corner? You know, who's this, you know what I mean? So they, I think they want to spread that around a little bit to now the key is to get good players at that range. And then you have a better team, but if you don't, yeah. then you, if you don't do that, then you're not better. So that's right. And I mean, I think like, you know, corner obviously is an obvious spot for the draft too. Um, and so this will be very interesting to see what they do. Like, because if they don't, if they're not intending on drafting a corner very high, I think it, it demands that they do something in free agency to try to right. shore it up. Right. And again, same thing. It's not going to be the top end corner. It's going to be a lower priced corner and we'll see how that goes. But I think that's the one I'm watching very closely in the next week. If they go and try to grab somebody really fast at whatever price range, it screams to me that they're just, they know they're not going to get the guy they want in the draft and therefore they punted on it and they're going offensive line. Yeah. And I, yeah. And, and I, again, I think the three safety set and, you know, Percy Butler, Curl, Forrest, I think their ability to use that a lot also um, probably steers some of the how they're going to spend it at a position or how they do it. But yeah. I still would like to see it. You have to address it, whether it is in the draft or whether it's in free agency. You have to address it because the depth there just wasn't good enough last year. Agreed. And 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 I think like with Fuller, again, the feeling is like the way he played at the end of the year, you could get another year out of him, and then it, then what? So you need you're going to need to get more guys there. Um, Fuller, I'd, I'd restructure and extend yeah. in a small amount. That's what I would do personally yeah. with him. Is there a position that hasn't been talked about? You say, you know, that you say like they also should probably look at this as well. In free agency? Yeah. Um, either or in free agency? Free agency. In free we'll agency? Start. Yeah, we'll start. Um, corner, I think they need to do something. Linebacker, they have to do something. Right. Obviously, they're going to get a quarterback. I don't see them going running back. Offensive line, clearly something needs to happen. I don't see any reason why they would pick up a receiver. That doesn't make any sense to me. Or a defensive lineman, for that matter, doesn't make any sense to me. Um, short of like a real low-end, you know, veteran that right. they feel is a deal. Like that That doesn't feel... Um, the only other thing I would look at really actually that I'm really just curious about, honestly, is tight end. But not in free agency, more in the draft. Like the draft is, is really deep with what looks to be extremely high-end right. talent. And in, in a different year... Like I would argue at 16 that that's the direction they ought to go because they look like they have plug and play like big time playmakers. And we know what Travis Kelsey was for the Chiefs offense and what those type of players can do for an offense. I think it opens up everything for everybody if you get a target like this. And there are a few, like two or three right. that are like, there's, wow, players. A good class. The problem is I just think that their holes are so deep in other spots that I don't know that they can go in that direction. Right. And frankly, I like the tight ends that they have. That's, but on a different given year, I would be interested in it. And because there are two, three, four of them, you know, a second round pick on one of these, what looks to be stud tight ends would not surprise me. But that again, this is, you know, this isn't a free agency conversation. You know, that's a draft conversation. I don't right. think they're doing anything at the position now here, but I, I would just say the story of that unit hasn't been told yet. If the right person is there in the second round for them, I it's going to be hard pressed for them to, totally turn it down because of, of like the upside of some of these guys. Right. And I, and I, my stance has always been that it's not something they have to go do. Now I'm always for adding good players. I think that's how you get to become a better team. And I know how much they like those young tight ends. And I know that they feel Logan Thomas 
was getting back to who he was. The question I have with him is, can you get back to where you were as a blocker? Because I think that's that would help them just as much. And I know how much they like those young tight ends. And because you have other issues elsewhere, I would not put that as a top priority. But if you if you get there, let's say you're at in the second round, you your board says, listen, this tight end's really good. And is there room slam dunk successes? Well, maybe not. And then it's also the other key, Bram, is how do they what do they really feel about Logan Thomas and where he's headed? That will tell you as well. What do they really feel about Cole Turner a year into his career? Right. Because I mean, like, like that was, you know, we spent three months talking about that he's, you know, catch radius Jesus, you know, like so, <laughs> you know, like so, you know, honestly, like now that he's been there for a year, how do they really feel about him? You know, like I know they like all these guys that Bates yeah. is a terrific blocker, so he's you know safe right. and all that. But like they love our money. That's, that's a different story. Bates Bates might as well be an offensive lineman, right, you know, right. like like that's that's a different story. But the other players. Rodgers was a great story. Turner, I know they had a lot of belief in. Let's see where they are now. I know they like this guy, Hodges. And Logan, I, I agree, actually, like with the way that they put it. I felt it was about week nine or 10 when he actually right. looked like himself again. And so, and everybody, you listen, everybody loves him. He's a great guy. You know, he's a very, very good player. I thought he got lost in the shuffle. I, I don't think they did him any favors. Like, I don't know how he didn't become a red zone target again. He was fantastic at that a couple of years ago, pre-injury, why he wasn't part right. of all that. So I'm not trying to paint a picture of a future without him. It's just that the draft seems to offer a few options here and he does make a decent amount of money. And we're talking about, we're talking about a team that's like still looking to move money around. And it's not just Deron Payne's contract. They got a bunch of things they got to deal with. Like, Cam Curl's contract is going to be something right. that they need to deal with. Um, next year, they got to talk about Montez Sweat or Chase Young. Like, they got a lot of things Gibson. to think about here where money's going to get moved around. And, you know, like, so they got to say Antonio Gibson's contract is going to come right. up. Like, there's a lot of them that are popping up here really fast. Um, so they have to really be thoughtful about how they handle this offseason. And if they end up getting in the second round, what they think is a deal on some stud tight end. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. No, you know, and I, it wouldn't, wouldn't it, for a lot of reasons. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And I think that's where you say like, cause then you can, you know, Logan's cap numbers. I think it's over 8 million. I can't remember what exactly what it is, but yes, it would save them some money if they wanted to go that route. And again, I'm fine with that. Cause if you had a good player, that's what you want to do. The other thing is that, you know, a lot of talk about Kelsey and Kansas city. Well, first of all, Kelsey's a hall of famer. Yeah. He and is. then also, these guys have three really good receivers that if, you know, I even told someone today on the YouTube channel that like, if you go out and get this tight end and it's like, you know, there are some really good tight ends. Again, I agree with everything with that, but if you get that person and they start using them, it's like, why aren't they using Dotson more? Well, cause now you got this tight end. So, so it's not yeah. going to be the same, like you still want those guys. I get it. And, but my point is like, it's more so the priority level of that position but again if you add good players that makes you a better team you add good players you had good players like right, I, exactly. I feel I'm like i'm fine with all that that's why like that's why i look at like 16 it's never flashy when you draft an interior offensive lineman but the more i've learned about this florida guard i'm like looking at him going if he's going to be a dominant player i can live with that and they need it you know and i'm like and and oh by the way they have had hits at the skill position anyway so what do they need to go do this? And oh, they're not in line to pick CJ Stroud. So, you know, like it, like sometimes you got to take what's put in front of you. Um, I think they've done that in recent years. Like John Allen fell in their lap. They took him, you know, right. they moved up to get sweat. It turned out to be a hit, you know, like 
I think in this case, 16 is screaming at me that it's not going to be a name or a position that right. people are going to be like, oh my God, we got Sauce Gardner. They, we might have to get you know accustomed to the idea that they might get the best guard off the board, and I got no problem with it whatsoever. Listen, because they need a guard so or even listen if they even took a center, some something. I agree. You know, because like there are some good centers in this draft as well. And again, then that that goes to you know you have two guys in Larson and Ruye coming off back to back years of injuries. That stuff adds up. Yeah. So you know you've got to like I'm I'd be okay if they went that direction too. The same same thing with like you know. Um, I don't know anything. You just add good players and build something strong along that front. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, I, I then, totally agree. Yeah. And then, you know, the other thing is too, because then you look at their own free agents and again, Heineke's one of them. And I know there's mutual interest. Jeremy Reeves, he's not going to go anywhere. Um, Cole Holcomb, they want him back. Um, Cam Sims, they always find a way to bring him back, you know, and he's, he's such a, a key special teamer and um, you know, Larson, they'd want him back. Whom else am I missing? Trey Turner not coming back. Who else am I missing here, Bram? On the line? Yeah, as far as free agents goes on their own free agents, I think there's not a lot of, there aren't really any big. There's not a lot. Um, There's not a lot. I mean, Lucas is back if they want him back. Uh, Cosme, Leno, uh, Norwell. Is Norwell a free agent? I can't remember. Norwell's not a free agent. And I think in his case, his situation would depend on what do you do in free agency. So if you yep. go out and you find another guard and you say, you know what, you're going to move Cosme to guard as well. Then I think the, I think Norwell would at that point would be yep. gone. He'd save him. I think it's a little, almost 2 million, something like that. But, yep. it, but right now he's still there. And I think that's, I think his situation will depend on what they do in free agency. And then it also depends too, Bram, you could have like, if you don't do anything, you could have Chris Paul compete with Norwell in camp and see if he can beat him out. You right. Know? You know, Chris Paul potentially has some promise. I know they loved him by the end yeah. of the year that yeah. the defensive lineman, the defensive line room was talking about him, that he, they wanted him to get a chance because right. he was practicing against them. Um, listen, I think, I think personally Cosme might be better served being used as a guard, but it's going to depend on their personnel and what they do free agency in the draft. Are they drafting a tackle? If they draft a tackle, then they can move them to guard. If they don't, you know, what are their options here? So like, you know, listen, this is a PTSD conversation with me because it started around this time last year where I went, I don't like what's going on with the offensive line. Right. And it spent a year of going, I'm really concerned about this. And then it manifested itself the way it did. And now they've got a big thing to fix here and it can't be done with one draft pick or one pickup. It's not like they've got to do two or three positions. And that's hard to do, especially when you aren't the team going, well, we're going to fix that real fast when we go spend 20 plus million for the left tackle. Like, and then you could, everything takes care of itself after that. Well, they're not doing that. So they're going to have to piecemeal this. And that's why I said, like in free agency with the line, I think they need to take a couple swings, get a little lucky, honestly, next year. And then offensive line obviously is going to be addressed with either the first pick or the second pick or both for that matter. And then we might start feeling a little better about what the future looks like. And F.A. Obata is another free agent, and and I know they want him back as well, and there's mutual interest there as well. So I would yeah. think he'd be back. Um, valuable role playing, you know, can play interior and and, and on, on the edge for them. Um, Khalid Hudson, free agent. Um, again, Reeves will be back. Jarrett Patterson. So I think there's, you know, there's some nothing huge, huge, but some key parts like a Jeremy Reeves, but he's not. I got to tell you, if I'm Jarrett Patterson, uh, I want to be here and and spend a year under Eric Bieniemy and see what it looks like for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. If they don't get if they don't get Heineke, what quarterback would you like to see here? You know, um, that's a good question. 
Thank you. You know, like, I, I mean, I want somebody who I don't want them to go the Chase Daniel route where I think like because he has this long history with the enemy and all of a sudden he cut. But I think if he got forced to play, we'd be in trouble. Yeah. So, I, you know, he's been helped because he doesn't play. What's Andy Dalton's price? Like, honestly, like what, what's his price? Five, five uh, six, maybe. Okay. Um, I think like that, that's somebody that like, he's got a lot of experience. He's done a lot, you know, I, I don't know him. So it's like, is he going to be really supportive of a young guy playing? I don't really know, but he's one where I go, if forced into an action for, into action for a game or two, I'm right with that. You know, and that's what I want here. I would honestly, I'd prefer Heineke to come back. I mean, that's my, that's, that's what I would hope would happen, but we'll have to see. And I think the one benefit for Heineke is how much he does like Howell and how much I think he would be okay sitting behind him. I think that's key. And you know that what you know what you're going to get when you put him in. And is it high, high level? No, but it's 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 what you do as a quality backup. The other guy I would look at is like a guy like Jacoby Brissett. See what he's see what his value yep. is. And I would think he's a little bit more maybe in that six million range. But if he starts getting up to the nine million, I think now you're starting to have a different conversation. Um yeah. but he's another guy because like I think he did a nice job for Cleveland last year. Yes, he did. And and he's been considered a really good teammate in all the places that he's right. been. So that's exactly. always a good sign to me too. When you hear that about these guys, like Teddy Bridgewater is another one. Like yeah, everyone yeah, says great guys. things about him. Um, he's not personally the guy I want out on the field. Like right. of Dalton, Brissett, and Bridgewater, I'd probably go Brissett, Dalton, Bridgewater in that order. Yeah. Dependent on price. You know, yeah. of I like guys who I would not expect to be the starter, hopefully are good teammates and supportive of Hal. And if they do have to play, well, the that's the order I'd like to see them out on the field for a week or two if you know if Hal rolled his ankle or something like that. Right. And I think that's like I would that's the same order I'd put him into. I, I like Brissett. Um, I think he'd be and I think because a big key is how supportive are you going to be of Howell? Because, yes. you know, while he hasn't won the job, we know he's going in with favor to win the job. We know that they like that they how much they like him. And you know, it's funny, I was talking to somebody last night about how um, another coach in the league and just like what he thought of him coming out. And he's like, he felt like his fundamentals needed a lot of work, but he felt like he was a natural ball thrower. I think they, you know, he liked him. He said he felt he was the best quarterback in the class last year. So this guy huh. did he with obviously another team. So I think there's like, you know, again, intrigue, who knows where it goes, but that's why you have to have a solid backup because in case it doesn't go as well, or if you have a guy that can lean. So I think all those guys would be good. And they do feel like Heineke is a smart player to the point where I think people would wonder if when he's done, he'd want to be a coach. So we'll see what happens. That all starts next week, Bram. And, um, you know, there's always a couple things you don't expect, and there's always going to be a lot to talk about. And I hope that they learned their lesson from last year. If they're guys they want to keep, don't let them out. Don't let them go to Buffalo. If you want to do that, learn your lesson, Bram. Thanks a lot, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me, and thank you, as always, for listening. And shout out to the folks who were able to take advantage of my special Zoom session earlier this week. We talked for about 40 minutes, just a private Zoom session, my way of saying thanks. I'm going to do that again in the future, probably a couple more times throughout the spring and early summer. So pay attention to that and I'll let you know when it's going to be. I enjoy doing them. And again, it's my way of saying thanks for listening. I'll be back on Sunday night slash Monday morning with another look at free agency with Sam Fortier from the Washington Post. I'll talk to you next time.